Hello, everybody. My name is Rune Eldred, and welcome to episode four of the Drinking Corner. I am here today with my co-hosts. J-Dog, what's up, guys? And I am Boss Foss. And together, we would like to welcome you to the episode entitled Video Game Adaptations. Now, before we start this podcast, I got to ask, how are you guys doing? We'll start with the Boss Foss. How have you been, buddy? Well, <laughs> funny you asked that. So we recorded the last podcast. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. We typically record them on so Thursday. The following day, I drove uh, up to go watch my parents' house. And I ended up getting up there eh, not too late, but not too early. Uh, and then so that Saturday, I opened up my laptop, which was the only computer I owned, not the one that I'm currently recording on and this is a new purchase and after doing my homework which lasted like five minutes i happened to notice that there was a bulge in the keyboard that was slowly growing uh and of course i immediately shut down the computer because right where the bulge is is uh right where the battery is, which meant that the battery was swelling up as I was uh, using my computer. My computer also refused to uh, run without it being plugged in. So it was an indication to me that the battery was going bad. Um, I bought a replacement battery, which is really, really hard to do for a five-year-old computer that they discontinued four years ago. And I bought all the tools to do the repair and I had to buy a new laptop because I'm going to school and obviously I need a computer. And yesterday I got the computer taken apart. Uh, I replaced the battery, replaced the thermal paste, put the computer back together. It runs, but it's not charging. And I don't have it hooked back up in the bedroom yet because we have been dealing with other things because we just adopted a cat. Your little fur baby. Yeah, our, our little cat, which I will send Rune a picture of if he wants to put it in the video cast. For those yep. of you listening in the podcast, it is going to be in the video cast. So please go to our YouTube channel, uh, Nerdgasmic Goodfellas, and watch the podcast the vidcast, whatever you would like to call it, and you will be able to see the picture of our kitten, our four-month-old kitten named Loki. Uh, besides that, I got a job. I, I got hired. I'm still right. waiting for all the paperwork, and I don't start for another couple of weeks. Hmm. So once the paperwork is signed, which will probably be with between now and the next podcast, I will announce where I am working. But for right now, I got a job. Well, I'm very proud that you're able to get a job, buddy. All right, we'll take this focus over to J-Dog. How have you been, man? Not too bad. Same old, same old. Just chilling. Any interesting stories you may or may not have? Interesting stories. Not this week, unfortunately. (laughs) Not this week. All right, I guess we'll go and turn to me then, since John's being boring. (laughs) Yep. Boring on um, oh, wait. I almost forgot. This is the drinking corner, and I forgot to announce what I was drinking. You guys ready? Yeah, what are you drinking? Nothing. I don't have a single drink with me. 
that sucks. John, what are you what are you sipping on over there? Sipping on Jack and Coke right here, baby. Blam. I love your glass. For those of you who are watching, J Dog just held up a, a clear cup that says Jack and Coke. <clears throat> so for me, life's been pretty much school and work and trying to drizzle out videos where I can. Um, funny work story. There's a skit that J-Dog and I are going to be working on that requires us to have a fake prop knife. And uh, we have a co-worker that works at the place I work. And um, we have a lot of banter back and forth of like trying to be tough and see who's tougher. And so I was like, hey, bro, I got something outside. I got to show you. He's like, you're not going to get me jumped, are you? I was like, no, come on, man. It's funny. It's for this video that me and John are working on. So I lure him out into the dark parking lot all the way to the other side where there's no cameras and I open up my door and I use my body to block where I'm like reaching in and I grab the like tiny retractable knife where the blade goes into the handle and I just turned around and with like maximum effort and power just stabbed him in the gut his face went from like chill like laid back wearing his red bandana trying to be all gangster looking to the look of like holy shit i just fucking shit myself <laughs> and you like see him he like goes <gasps> it jumps back and he's like holding his stomach and i like he gets into that position where he's about to attack me and i was like it's fake it's fake it was funny great times always fun when you have prop weapons and you don't tell other people <laughs> oh yeah don't tell that to alec baldwin oh man. oh too soon. Oh, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, I think we are past the required amount of time before we can start joking about it. Oh, okay. Then in that case, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the meat of this episode. As always, for our podcast, mm-hmm. I will be the judge rating the stories. And well, that's not always. Sometimes you're not actually the judge. Okay. As we normally do, whoever wins the previous episode hosts and judges the conversations and ideas and whatever else the contestants bring to the table. Again, for today's theme, we are talking about video game, movie, or TV show adaptations. Let's go ahead and start off with what is some of your guys' favorite video game movie adaptations? Oh, is that Katie with the kitten? Halo. <laughs> the cat was laying on her face. All right, John, since you decided to jump in and start first, you're gonna get a starter's point. Now talk you about know? your talk about your interest there. Talk about why you like Halo and which Halo, because you know the Paramount Plus TV show hasn't well, came that's out what yet. I was, that's what I was referring to. I was being a smart ass because it's not even out yet. Uh, I was going to say Uncharted and Halo. Which uh, I've been waiting for look Uncharted. The look at the kitty. Like, On the screen right now is a picture of my cat. Look at the kitty. <laughs> I mean, everybody from the time that they've, if you have played Uncharted, the trilogy, the original trilogy, I mean, obviously it would be an amazing movie, TV show, whatever they did with it. So I am freaking stoked to see that movie when it comes out. Well, John, because you completely missed the whole entire thing of the first question, you're losing your starter point. 
I said, what are some of your favorite movie or TV adaptations? So, uh, David, you get a chance to steal John's starter point. Do you have a favorite video game, movie, or TV show adaptation? So, I haven't watched... Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm trying out a new flavor of Mike's Harder Lemonade. Okay. Were you getting revenge on the fact of I interrupted you the last time you were talking to bring up what I was drinking. Yes, very much. Oh, so. Okay, he actually did say it. <clears throat> uh, so I have not watched too much in the way of adaptations because I'm always told, "Don't watch that. That's bad." We don't but ever the listen one to that I most recently watched uh, was the Welcome to Raccoon City, which I feel like they did a very good job at fitting essentially three no two games it was just two yeah it was pretty much just one and two yeah well no it one, one and two, two and, and a little bit of three because they i mean they a little bit it felt like a little bit of three um anyway i feel like they did a really good job with that one um Past that, I know that there was a Doom one that was made at one point that people have told me is absolutely horrible. Um, trying to think. Oh, there's other rack, there's other uh, Resident Evil movies with uh, Mila, however you, you say her bitch. last name. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, take it back. I've seen that first one as well, which I feel was good, but didn't really do this the video game justice so we'll, we'll welcome to raccoon that. city i feel like was a welcome uh attempt at a video game adaptation all right jade out well have, have you to go back to what, what was i was gonna question? say have you do ones that you have seen because talking about other ones is going to be the next topic no, I was just bullshitting anyway when I opened up with that. Um, I would have to say that um, Mortal Kombat is probably well, one um, I, I grew up on it. and Like the old school played, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson ones or the newer one that was on HBO Max? Nah, that one sucked balls. No, nah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoo. No, uh, the original, of course. I mean, come on, man. I'm I'm an old fart. Not really, but you know. Um yeah, you're, you're what 40? Yeah, you're like yeah, what 42. 52? Yeah. <laughs> I think 49, he's hitting 60. You can see the receding hairline, which I shouldn't talk about because I have no hairline. <laughs> <laughs> now I'd have to say Mortal Kombat is probably one of my favorites. I can watch it anytime and it never gets old to me. Um I loved playing the video game when I was young. I remember I remember when I first played it and it was before they added the blood, you know, because I, I played number one. So it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The original ones didn't have the gore aspect. Yeah, it was like sand or something weird, you know, or like sweat when you'd hit them. I don't know, but it, it was good, man. And then I played uh, one, two and three, like simultaneously because I was like, what is this game? I need to play it again. And then I found Mortal Kombat 2. And so, yeah, the first one and then Annihilation number two was uh, it bombed in the box office, of course, but it was it, it, it did. 
It was good. It's a cult classic now, I believe. You know, just one of those movies that I found uh the double box set for like five bucks at Walmart. Really? Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Um, any other video game adaptation movie or TV shows that you've seen and liked? Both of y'all could steal the conversation here before I move on to ones I personally liked. Halo's Forward Unto Dawn. I think it was a it was Short. a tie-in for the fourth good. game. It was good. Definitely not enough Master Chief, though, but it was good. Well, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be focusing on Master Chief. It was, it was focusing on the uh, the of the Ford of Dawn. Yeah. Anything else you guess? Um, I have not. I'll be honest. I've never played it, but. It doesn't have to be a game you've played, just an adaptation. The movie uh, World of Warcraft. The Warcraft movie was badass. I really like it. I really hope it gets its sequel. I don't think that did well in the box office either. It didn't do good in the box office, but I know the sales did fairly well. Because, I mean, Warcraft has a very loyal fan base. Oh, my God. Like, one of the most. Yeah? Sorry, Rune. Detective Pikachu... Sonic the Hedgehog. I forgot that they were made. Um, there's an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, are, did you just now look up a list of video games? Looking at his <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I was feeling bad. I'm <sighs> like, I know that there's more. I just I literally cannot remember them. All right, so I will I will hold off on more until you um get through your list. I will start mentioning ones that I like because obviously as a huge fan of cinema and a huge video game nerd, I never judge them when people say that they're bad because I always go in with the mentality that video game adaptations are generally bad. They never really sell well because it's only for a targeted audience. Video game adaptation movies are usually meant for people who are fans of the games, not regular casual moviegoers. But uh, some of my personal favorites Obviously, the very first Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so good. We got the 1993 John Luigi and um, I think it was Danny DeVito. I could be wrong, but Super Mario Brothers movie, which oh my completely, God, the movie is so bad. That it's good. Metacritic of 35 out of 100. The movie is so bad that it's good, and I love it. Twenty-four percent on I Rotten Tomatoes. It. it made thirty-eight million dollars. Another one of my all-time favorite it's video game adaptation game. movies is the Silent Hill and Silent Hill Revelations. I love both of those movies. Fucking wish I owned them though. I just realized as I was going through my movie collection, I own them, but the discs are gone. And I think you know who took them because she was also a fan of those movies. And then obviously I got to go in with my last of my personal favorites. 2007's Timothy Olyphant's Hitman. Hitman. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's move this discussion into a different category for video game adaptations. You know, they have the record of being very bad cinematic experiences. What is your guys' take on what makes them bad? Okay, I'm going to take this one. All right. Um, 
I think it actually has to go to the toxic fan base, toxic people in general. So anytime a video game comes out, no matter what it is, there's always people hating on it. That's kind of how it it was with Raccoon City. Yeah, it it goes to when people hear, okay, uh, we'll use... um, I guess we'll, we'll yeah we'll use. Well, welcome City to Raccoon it. City because I have some points to touch base on on that. So, people start would start hating on it. They're like, "Oh, it's it's not doing exactly what it's, I wanted it to do." You know, I had this vision where I heard the what the movie was gonna be, and oh, I I don't like this. I don't like that. It's like, okay, you know, it, it's their interpretation of it, and you know, overall. I, I I didn't look to see what the score was, but I feel like it did very well in the box office. Um, I will I will have the answer shortly because I actually had the Wikipedia page open um, through all the video game movie adaptations and TV shows and whatnot. But so, no, continue yeah. on. I don't want to interrupt your tangent of thought. There was a pause. So I, I was actually know. wrapping up my my point of. I think that one of the main driving forces of why it gets such a negative review is um, the toxic fan base. The other thing that I just thought of is it is a bit niche. You know, it's it's a bit more of for a smaller crowd of people because, you know, some of these games, I mean, they're violent and the people who are uh, going through and giving them ratings, not the the people one, but the you know the critics one. You know they are old and probably don't have much experience in the games and don't care too much about them. So they're looking at these movies and they're what they're seeing is something that is catered heavily towards people who know the lore of the games, and they just don't get it, and so they don't like. To uh, touch base on what you're saying, though, with the toxic fan base, when Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was, like, really first announced and they threw out that first trailer, because on Facebook, I follow, like, two or three different Resident Evil fan groups. I bet the trailer got fucking shit on, dude. Oh, dude, everybody was hating on, um, like, one of the things everybody complained on and was saying that they're not going to watch the movie for was the casting for Leon. I, I don't remember the actor's name that played Leon, who ended up doing a really Dude, good job. Off, yeah, he, he, he did a off. really good job, and I really liked him as Leon. But it was like all the groups that I was reading through was just hating on Robbie Amell for being Chris. They hated the dude from Umbrella Academy being Wesker and said he didn't have the like the slicked back hair look, and just they were nitpicking every little possible detail about the movie to hate on instead of appreciating some of the things we got like welcome to raccoon city had an amazing set piece like they straight ripped images out of the game and put them in the movie and as much as i love and cherish the paul ws anderson resident evil films welcome to raccoon city in my opinion was the better resident evil franchise because it represented the game better did a really good job of representing the game. Now, that being said, as a cinema fan that knows the story to Resident Evil, I felt like it was really fast-paced and it kind of just took and nitpicked parts of the story and put them in in random spots. 
spots. Like I didn't really care for the character arc of Lisa Trevor. I loved what they did with Captain Irons. I loved what they did with Claire. I felt like they could have done more with Bur uh, William Birkin, Sherry, and uh, Chris's characters overall. And I wish there was a little bit more to Leon's story that I'm hoping when the DVD version or when they release it to HBO Max or wherever streaming service they do, they'll have more like deleted scenes that give these characters more screen time. But I feel as a cinema point of view, it was way too fast paced and the story was choppy as a gamer point of view. I loved seeing the references, the like little Easter eggs and the points in the movie where they're like, hey, we take this little Easter egg, we can make a sequel. Like what they did when they showed the Ashford twins in the little reel and they had like them going through the slideshow about them. Um, outside of that, another fandom that really kind of tears apart other movies was like Mortal Kombat. A lot of people hated that new Mortal Kombat film because they thought the characters weren't properly represented and that's something that pulls back to Netflix's Resident Evil series that I believe comes out this year. Because Netflix is doing their own Resident Evil franchise as well. And they've changed some of the ethnicities of their characters. And a lot of people in those fan groups are wanting to boycott it because they're making Wesker's character African-American. And I think it's just, it's one of those things where, it's, as David was saying, the fandom and the toxic communities that surround these adaptations are usually what makes these movies bomb and give adaptations that stigma that even if it could be one of the best movies in the world, it's going to bomb and fail. People just love to bitch and complain about everything. Yep. John, anything you would like to add into uh, why video game adaptations get a bad rep for why they don't do so well in the box office? I think we touched on pretty much all the points. Come on, really. John, you got to say mean, Besides, besides um, <gasps> you know, the, let's see here. Yeah, just besides the money that they make, you know, when while they're in theaters. I have a question. That's yes. pretty much the only other thing we didn't really touch on. When it on. comes to Pokemon... Did the cards come first or did the uh, animation? I think maybe the cartoons came out first. I'd have to say the cards. I want to say it was like they did a first season of the TV show and then released cards to go with it. I don't know. I'm because not really up to date on my According Pokemon. to the list, the best movie to have come out that it was a video game movie uh was detective pikachu yeah. with a 85 oh no uh sorry 68 i take it back the one that was the best was released june 25th 2021 and was called werewolves within based off the video game werewolves within never heard of it by the way i never heard of it too and when i was researching game movie adaptations because i wanted more than just what was in my general radius of what i've seen i saw that pop up and i was like i've never heard of that um i think that's you bring up a good point though with like the poke detective pikachu being one of the best 
And it before I start talking about what makes good adaptations, I want to draw in and on another topic of what makes bad ones. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson, not to just like call him out and say he makes horrible adaptations. But another thing I noticed is he makes a lot of video game adaptations. He did Resident Evil, Mortal, the original Mortal Kombat. Um, he did Monster Hunter. And I think he did a few others. How did Monster and Hunter do? I, I, I enjoyed it. I never seen it. I've always wanted to because it has, you know, Mila Jokovich, Ron Perlman, Tony Jaw. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I heard it was good. Like a lot of the people that I've talked to that have seen it has said that said it was good. But then again, I talked to a lot of gamers about gaming adaptation things that are fans of the game. And mm -hmm. very rarely, the only one I ever hear get shit on is always Mortal Kombat Annihilation in the Resident Evil films. Those are the only ones I ever hear people actually like bad mouth, apart from Super Mario Bros. And okay. I was just going to mention, like, Super Mario got such a bad rap back in the day, dude. Like, Bro, that's because, did you see what they did to everybody? And watching that movie, though, I f that was one of my favorite movies growing up. Exactly. And I don't know why I didn't think about it. That movie is what made me really love John Luis Amato. Yes, boss, boss. The games came first, then the trading cards. And then the manga a month after the cards, and then the anime in early '97. Games came. The games came. All of it. All of it was in Japan. So when it huh. came to the U.S., yeah, everything was released at the same time. But in Japan, the games came first, then the trading cards, and then the show. So we just got flooded with the show cards and games all at once. Yeah, as uh, things typically happen when it's released in Japan. Yeah, I remember. It finally does release in the U.S. Things that came with it, yeah. Pokemon Blue back in the day, and I remember playing Pokemon not color, you know, not not a Game Boy color, it was like gray and purple Game Boy dude with the black and white screen. It was badass, yeah. No, I was just meaning like Pokemon Blue, Red. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I think those were the original Pokemon games. I think Red was the first. Well, no, I, so. I want to say it was, it was Red first. Blue, red and yellow. Red and blue, red and yellow. I don't know. I'm a bad uh, nerd when it comes to Pokemon. I never really got into it. <laughs> I was hella into it as a kid. Like, I have the original animated Pokemon movie poster, like, still in mint condition wow. in my closet. Because that was, like, one of the very first movies my grandfather took me to see as a kid. When it had a theater, the theater release, I can't think of the name for it right now. Yeah, I feel like a dumbass. I used to have the Mewtwo Golden uh, Burger King the, card, the Golden card, yeah, with the Pokeball and everything, dude. And I just, I think I had the Charizard. I had a couple of them, and I don't know. I have no idea what happened to those. As a kid, I had no idea how much value and worth those were going to be. Like yeah. for the longest time, my grandfather told me that all my Pokemon cards were stored in his safe. And it was like right before he passed away, he told me he had to get rid of them. And I was like, dude, those oh. were series one cards, like mint condition. Oh, and you just threw them away. Oh. It was like, they're just childhood toys. I was like, you don't understand. I could be a millionaire. He was like, I had no kindling. I had to build a fire. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I burned all of them. All right. Uh, so what makes a good video game adaptation movie in your guys' opinion? Easter eggs, 
one of the one of the main things that I look forward to in game to movie adaptations are the little things that you know like you notice and you get to like in the game and obviously they can't put every little thing that has to do with the game into a movie so it's cool I like you know like you said backgrounds and just like little things little maybe sayings that they've said and um storyline it's gotta gotta be storyline dude you know you gotta stick with a storyline that's that people know it's you know it's kind of hard to just make a game movie and just be completely original with it you gotta kind of stick with the lore or the you know something like that i don't know what do you think (laughs) boss boss i i agree with you but i have to say so i like the easter eggs but sometimes the easter eggs do feel forced Jumping back to Welcome to Raccoon City, the Jill Sandwich joke. The first oh, I was going to go with the itchy, scratchy, like one of the most quotable notes from the first Resident Evil game was just written in blood on Claire's or on Chris Redfield's window. Yeah, I like, have that. That was very forced. Re- uh, Resident Evil, I'm still going through zero. I know I started. Uh, the entire thing over because the first one that I actually played and beat was Village. And so uh, me and Katie were going back through and Zero working our way up. So jumping back to the question, I love the Easter eggs unless they feel forced. It's got to have a good story that follows the game and does a decent job giving you the feeling of the game. I understand that, yeah, you can't exactly force the full game into you know the two hours. It's going to skip out on a few details. But yeah, I'm just going to keep the good stuff. For me, um, I agree with J-Dog that Easter eggs are something I definitely look for when I watch uh, video game adaptation movies another one i noticed that really helps video game adaptations sell well is the cast Cast, like i think one of the things that made really yeah i was gonna say (laughs) detective pikachu my mom absolutely hates pokemon but she loves the detective pikachu movie because ryan reynolds is the voice of pikachu and like, I mean, that goes to other video game adaptations like um, Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's right. Um, <laughs> I would say Resident Evil with Mila Jokovich, but I mean, apart from her being in them, they had uh, went with Miller. They had um, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, the Silent Hill movies brought in Sean Bean. I think that's his name, the dude from Game of Thrones who played Ned Stark. You know, oh, winter is coming. <laughs> um, Laura Croft's Tomb Raider did well because Angelina Jolie, I feel, even though she really did a good job embodying the original Laura Croft. But I feel like one thing that they do, especially Super Mario Brothers, I feel like because of the success of Danny DeVito, I feel like they were relying on that and the other triple-a actors that starred in that movie to carry it because i mean super mario brothers was bad like 
bad. You remember how they like Bowser was a human that was you like gotta, a reptilian. You gotta, you gotta explain something really quick. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Yeah. I believe he played Mario Mario. No. Was it not Danny DeVito? No, Danny DeVito was not in Super Mario Brothers. David, fact check, because I vividly remember it. it. <laughs> no, it was I definitely not Danny DeVito. <laughs> it was the same dude that played in Madeline. That old, like, child it was movie. The guy, have you ever seen Hook? Yes. Robin Williams? Yes. The guy that played Smee? That's Mario. I, we're waiting on the fact check. Bob Hoskins plays Bob Hoskins. That's Mario Mario. I not remember his name for nothing. I don't know why I vividly remember him as Danny DeVito. Dude, I think he would have been a badass Mario back in the day, too. Honestly, right? that would have been something cool to see. Um, Looking at all the names, I don't think you would actually know any of these people. Rune. I know John Luis Amato. He played Luigi Mario. Yeah, and um, gosh darn it. I can't remember his name. The guy that played Bowser or Koopa. Um, King Koopa. What was I, his I name? can't remember the, villain, the actor's the name. on Waterworld. You I mean President Koopa? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Dennis Koopa. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. I'm telling you right now. I, by the way, I wish I was kidding. It really is President Koopa. Yeah, no, they... Like they changed so many things about the uh, about the game in that movie that there was like no actual like things from the game. Yoshi. Other than other than like the characters, but even the characters Frank were Welker? like super weird. Yeah, like Toad, who got turned into a Goomba. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one movie was, was so weird. It, it's like one of those movies that I like to watch now because I Hold just on. sit there and laugh. Hey, yeah, Toad was played by a person named Mojo, but when Toad was turned into a Goomba, it was a totally different character. Like, yes, because person. the Goombas, yeah, because were... Toad was like some skinny punk rocker looking dude, and the Goombas were huge, like big yeah. and bulky. Yeah, really tall. Dude, you gotta watch it, David. You're you'll laugh. You'll laugh oh, the entire movie. Seen, I I have Brother. seen parts of it. I've seen enough Wait, of it. To know that's not good enough. That's not good um, enough. I did it. see that there's. <clears throat> I know this might be jumping the gun a tiny bit. I did see that they are planning on releasing an animated Super Mario movie this. Yes, year. with yeah, Chris Pratt voicing Mario and Charlie Day voicing Luigi. And Jack yeah. Black voicing Bowser. Yeah, and you know who's going to be Donkey Kong, right? Who? Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. yeah Do you know that for sure? Or are you just saying? Yeah. No, these are these no, are actual. No, yeah. Like those names that up. he just named and and Seth Rogen are all confirmed. Well, the only the only uh, one that uh, I did not know Keegan, was Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key is going to be Toad. That's one I'm really excited for. I love Keegan. Yeah, I do too. But um, um, to touch back yeah, to the subject out. topic, I think they enlist like high profile actors to make them better. Because again, Rampage, Doom, um, what was the other video game movie that Dwayne The Rock Johnson did? 
he's doing another one this year. He already announced it that he's doing another video game adaptation. What? He just hasn't announced what it is. Yeah, no, he's keeping it under wraps. So what do you think? Who do you Which, think he could possibly be in a video game adaptation? So this Come next on. one, he said that he's working with Microsoft. I I wonder if he's Bro, doing a Gears. If he is freaking Dom or Marcus. Ty. I feel like he would more play Ty in a Gears Yeah, movie. but Ty... Because Ty, know, Ty is an islander. Like I can see so the rock going the rock. for more of a main character than Ty. Ty, you know. Ty is a badass. Well, I don't think they're gonna. I love Ty. From. I, I love Ty, but he doesn't last. Story. He doesn't last that long, though. You know. Well, again, I think they're gonna do their own story based on the events that took place before the games, like the earlier first contact war. I hope instead not. of the actual thing. I, I, I would be I hope happy. they flash back and show some of like E Day, but at the same time, I want to see a movie that is like I want three or four Gears of War movies to come out. You know? Well, I guess since we're talking about things that could come out, we'll Call jump of Duty. the what Call the of Duty, Rock, that's a serious yeah, that's right. movie is reportedly Call of Duty. I forgot I did hear that a while back. Which a Call of Duty is movie. Well, it makes sense he's working with Microsoft because Microsoft just Microsoft's in the process of acquiring it. <sighs> Fucking mm. okay. I, I mean I'd still watch it because it has Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I, I mean feel it's like getting... the Gears of War movie would have been better though. Right. Yes. So before we one jump day, to that topic, one day we then... will get a Gears movie, dude. It's if you know yes, they're doing what they're doing. Where, right now, what what was the next question? Thank you. God of War. Uh, John, I have a reach through the screen. I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> Interrupt me again. Interrupt me again, John. I will start taking the points away. <laughs> I'll get my thing on points. Fine. Fuck you. You're back down to zero. <laughs> I'll still win. Wipe them clean. <laughs> they are wiped clean. Um. We have a few video game adaptation movies that are actually announced to be coming out this year. We have Uncharted, which releases this month. Woo-hoo. We have the rumored border, well, not rumored because they actually confirmed the casting of the Borderlands movie. Really? Yes. As of right now, the only actors that I could remember off the top of my head that have been confirmed was um, Kevin Hart, who is playing Roland. Jack Black, who will be the voice of Claptrap, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is playing Dr. Tannis. Apart from that, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, fuck, I didn't write down the other ones on this piece of paper. So those are the ones that I could oh, Freddy's. Over. There's an untitled Gears of War film. These untitled are, Ghost these of are Tsushima. Just, untitled Just Cause. Untitled Just Dance. David. Mega Man Minecraft. Untitled Metal Gear Solid. David. Yeah. Hold the phone. Did you say Mega Man? Did you you just said not there yet? You (laughs) said the ones that are coming soon. These are are rumored. These are rumored, yes. I was talking about ones that were confirmed. Borderlands is not confirmed. It's been confirmed though. 
like ninety percent sure from the thing I read. It was confirmed. <laughs> Pull oven up your phone. You Got to prove a point. I need more alcohol. What? Okay. What video game movies are you prepared for then that are rumored to be coming out? I'll be honest. Um, I have I've played maybe 25, 30 minutes of Borderlands. One I still, the Borderlands. I, I, still, I still think it'll be great because again, it has Kevin Hart and did well, touch back on yeah, what made I mean, good adaptations. Like stoked for it, but I definitely will see it and i'm sure it's going to be a great movie because i've heard nothing but good things about those games oh yeah they're good sure it'll be i love them pretty awesome david um, what about you anything you're for looking me, forward to see well for me looking at this list because i didn't complete the list of talking but that's fine um i would be interested in seeing the metal gear solid film the Ghost of Tsushima film, the Gears of War film. They, it says that there's an untitled Portal film. I don't know how well a Portal film would do, though. Yeah. I think if they really and, like focused on the script and the story of Portal, moreover than like set piece. Just gonna disappear there, David. Okay. Welcome back to the land of the not, living. I'm not sure why it turned off the camera. That was weird. I uh, feel like if they focus on the actual story of Portal with like GLaDOS and then the test subjects, the Dr. Ratman, stuff like that, and kind of make the portals not a main focus point would be pretty good. Maybe tell a story of what happened before the event. Yeah. And then the other one is an untitled Saints Row. Yeah, so I had that written down to talk about, you know, the other category I was going to bring up, but, you know, that's already been fucked and screwed over, and John's gone now. John's always gone. I'm here, I'm here. This is great. Um, Something I'm really looking forward to that is in the TBA section of the list that you're reading is um, Alicia Vankiver's Tomb Raider Obsidian. I, I know I'm butchering her last name, but the the 2018 Tomb Raider that they made as a reboot from Angelina Jolie's that focused on the newer trilogy of games was really, really good. New, I've not played the new games, but the movie was badass. And the movie, was, I... All the, all the gameplay that I have seen from that game, the movie looked like it hit 100%. It was another one of those video game adaptations where they took stuff like from the newer games and just added it right into the movie. Yeah, it looked like it. The story followed a mix of one of Tomb Raider and um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I'm really hoping this Tomb Raider Obsidian would probably close it up and pull inspiration from shadow of the tomb raider but that is one that's definitely on my radar that i want to see and then obviously i am really 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 excited for tom holland's uncharted because i mean i've been following this movie when it was being talked about our senior year of high school when mark Wahlberg was casted to play nathan drake instead of solely i'll I'll be honest dude i i'm not too thrilled about mark Wahlberg being solely I think it'll be good because obviously the game is looking like it takes place before the, or the movie looks like it's taking place before the events of the first game. 
because in the first game, uh, Nathan Drake and Sully are already, you know, friends. And this looks to be telling the story of how they met and all that other stuff. And I think it'll be pretty good because Mark Wahlberg, I like Mark Wahlberg as to the games, possibly. Anything that you're looking forward to seeing, John? I'm looking forward to seeing that damn Mario movie. Honestly, that's like probably going to be one of my number one. Even I'm, even being an animated film, I mean, it's going to be by Illumination, so Illumination always does good. So yeah, they, I'm not really worried on it, dude. And with the with the cast we're getting, with uh, I know everybody's hating that Chris Pratt is voicing Mario. Yeah, that's gonna but be. I I think he has the range to do it. I can't wait to hear everybody's uh, character voices. That's oh my be. god! Speaking of character voices. Sonic 2. I am so excited for Idris Elba's Knuckles. Because Idris Elba's voicing Knuckles. No he was going to be Knuckles. That I, could, I keep forgetting that Sonic 2 is coming out this year, and it's like the first one was so freaking good. Oh, yeah. It did yeah. so much better than I thought it would. Like, I love the I'm film. I'm so glad. And Jim Carrey. Listened. I'm so glad that they listened to everybody and re- Design Sonic. Redesign Sonic because it, I think it would have been another movie that just bombed because of lack of attention to detail. Like you don't make a movie and not make the character look like the character. That's just you don't do that unless you're asking to make a failure of a movie. All right. It's funny you mentioned that because we're still talking about things that are coming out are we specifically stopping on movies or will this also include tv shows this also includes tv shows i mean like you know we have the witcher netflix tv series even though they're based off of the books and not the games but well you were talking about how a lot of people got upset about the original uh uh reveal of sonic and how people didn't like the look of it people and this might be going back to the toxic fan base. There's a lot of people who are upset about Cortana in the new Halo show. That is you know, with, I'm glad you said that, but it's crazy. Isn't it the actual mom, voice actress that's playing her? If I remember right, hearing about it, the actual Cortana voice actress from the games is playing her and Dr. Halsey. It sounded, it sounded like Cortana, dude. Because I, like, I, I just am, watched the trailer like twice just a little while ago. But I'm next like time 90%. you watch that trailer, look at her face and then think of Kamala Khan in the Avengers game. They look identical. It's really weird. And my mom Are they supposed to? Like, she's like, she looks like Miss Marvel from your Avengers game. And I'm like, oh, shit, she does. Looks exactly like her. Now, honestly, in my opinion... I don't mind that Cortana looks slightly different. That's fine. And if it is the actual voice actress, then great. She'll sound correct. Or she'll sound like the Cortana that we know. And she looks close enough. I mean, it's it. she looks good. I wasn't... I was happy with the reveal of her when, when it showed her. Like, it, she looks... That so, whole show. yes. I just now looked it up. Jen Taylor, the voice actress for Cartana in the Halo video game franchise, will be reprising her role for the character in the TV series as well. 
So she. You know what, Rune? Me and you talked about that. that we, we did. It was rumored that there was going to be a show. We did we while we were doing our Halo playthrough. We yeah, were talking we about it. About that. Um. God, I'm so excited for that. I'm really excited for the FNAF since we're talking about upcoming projects. Because I know me and John talked about this like a week ago where we we're talking about a Five Nights at Freddy's movie and you brought up uh, Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I think that's the Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> yeah. You brought it up too, David? You're muted. I can't hear you. I know. I was purposely muted. Oh, okay. Huh. Anywho. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see how they'll bring an adaptation of the FNAF story into a movie thing. And it's Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse is confirmed to be the ones producing the movie. And Bloomhouse does amazing horror movies. Like, I love Bloomhouse as a company. And I feel like they will do a very faithful adaptation for it. And then obviously with Gears of War, Dave Batista. Aww. Well, they did bring Dave Batista in Gears 5 as a uh, secondary yes, skin. Because he's, Marcus, right? he has been campaigning for years. Since to I think be, like I think Marcus since like movie. Gears of War 3, yeah. he has been campaigning for the movie. And it's been greenlit. Like yeah. it was greenlit by the original company. And it was supposed to have like Ron Perlman as Hoffman. And like a bunch oh. of stuff, and then it just fell through. <laughs> and then it got brought up again, awesome. and then it fell through. And now I think with the coalition owning the company and how good four or five, and like probably whatever they're gonna do with six, I think we'll have a movie within the next few years or a trailer. And I really, really hope that Batista gets that role as Marcus. I would also love to see Ryan Reynolds' Baird. I just want to throw that out there. Like Ryan Reynolds is Baird. And I think Terry Crews was originally slotted to play Cole Train. Cole. He would be perfect for Cole. And I, I forget who it was in the original casting that was like shown to be Dom. But I, I, I hope they go through with it. Same thing is said about the Mass Effect Netflix series. Because apparently Netflix is green lighting a Mass Effect series that Henry Cavill is supposed to be playing in. Because he shared on Instagram um, a script that was a Mass Effect like TV script and wow. stuff. And I know Henry Cavill has stated that he's interested in doing more video game adaptations of games he loves like Warhammer. He wants to produce a Red Dead Redemption TV series and all these other games. Which is I what we Red, need as a community I think Red of Dead gamers. would be a better series than anything. I mean, it'd be a great movie, but I think they need to do. A I think the games like serve as a movie well enough in its cinematic oh, mode. Yeah. 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 Isn't this getting into your next question? That yes, you were, this had not actually started. This is this is leading into my next question. Thank you for you know bringing up my segue. I'm gonna write off now with it. This brings up a good point for gamers and cinema enthusiasts that we need more people that are passionate about what they're doing. Like Paul W.S. Anderson, yes, has the reputation of making bad video game adaptations, but there's obviously a love for the craft and what he does with Mortal Kombat, the six Resident Evil films, Monster Hunter. Obviously, he casts his wife to play in the movies too. So, you know, there's that. Wow, really? 
But with actors like Henry Cavill, who is a triple A actor, like he is a well-known high profile actor, wants to step away from big Hollywood movies to do these video game adaptations, just like The Rock. Which leads me into my next question from my segue. If you were to make a video game adaptation, whether it be a movie or TV show, what game would you do and how would you make it? You have to pick one game. David, go ahead on that. All right. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Uh, I'll toss up a few ideas. Um, but one that recently came into my mind that I think would actually be doable. Um, obviously, I would have to contact Disney about this, but it would be Kingdom Hearts. Oh. To like actually have a Kingdom Hearts movie. And I mean, we can go into uh, three movies or each game be a season and each planet be an episode. And that then you would just, be really cool, honestly. Uh, if you have to go back to one of the planets for something, then that would just be another episode. <clears throat> I think, and I mean, it would be doable, and they can add a lot of detail, yeah. as well as shine light on things that you know haven't seen the light of day in a while. Alice in Wonderland <laughs> hasn't uh, really been brought back up in a long time. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I know it was supposed to have a sequel at one point. I don't think well, it ever Alice, did. Alice had a had a movie and a sequel not too long ago. I mean, it wasn't like the early 2010s. Yeah. Oh, you mean with like Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah Alice that, in Wonderland and Through the Looking good. Glass. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Through the Looking Glass. It was a good one. I um, like them. But I, I, I was just using Alice as an example because Alice in Wonderland is the first uh, planet you go in honestly i gotta say a like a netflix series adaptation of kingdom hearts it sounds really really good and i am so happy you brought that up because watching netflix, watching be, you guys play it wouldn't be on netflix bro by any means okay it would be a disney, it'd be on disney plus. plus it'd be on disney it would definitely plus. be on disney plus but you know what i meant I think you that'd be really say, cool. Say I mean, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to get into Kingdom Hearts again because I've been seeing you and Katie play it all the time, and I've been How like sitting there looking at it. I was like, hmm. I have not played any of them. Oh Why? my god, that is a lie. I have played all three. I have come close to beating the first one, but I didn't. I came close to beating the second one, but I didn't because those were both <laughs> on PS2. And at that point, my sister had taken the PlayStation, so I didn't really get a chance to play them. Now we own one and two in the one and a half, two and a half bundle on Xbox. And then we have Kingdom Hearts 3 through the Game Pass right now. I don't own it, but we have access to it. So I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. I have only played the first one up to the Tarzan level because I I recorded it on my YouTube channel. But during the time I was in the Tarzan level, I had a bunch of friends over and Kingdom Hearts was one of the numerous things that got stolen. Because um, I had that. You will be happy to know that we have access to it. Yeah, I know. I have it downloaded on my Xbox and I've been thinking about rebringing it in as a series. Don't do it. Because I, I, I love it. I have like all of the Kingdom Hearts games on PS4. Yeah, we have them all on, on Xbox as well. On one disc. Yeah, on Xbox as well. Yeah, really? Yeah, I thought they, it was just three. 
Nope, they have nope. all of them. They re-released this- it on um, Xbox. Oh, nice. Or, sorry, they released it on Xbox. It wasn't originally on Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, I, I give you two points for yours, David. I, I, yeah. I, re- I really liked it. It was a good idea, and I love how to bring in the different worlds per episode. That is a genius idea. Yeah. And I think it would bring Disney Plus like a whole nother oh, dude, it would. wave of fandom, honestly, if they, you, if you they were to do that. Disney fans, the game fans, and Final Fantasy. Anime. Fans. Yeah, anime fans, dude. Like, dude, that'd be an It's stupid for them not to do it. Honestly. So would it be like live action mixed with the like cartoonish Disney and the animated Final Fantasy? Or would like the animation of Final Fantasy, since they're human characters, be also live action as well? I'm saying step away friends. from the live action because of the fact you'd be having uh, Donald Duck, Goofy, yeah, Mickey. It would it would yeah. look way too weird for it to be live action. Fair so point. you would have not everything could do as well as Detective uh, Pikachu animated. in that aspect. Yeah, I think it'd be a better. Yeah. Um, better go for them to do it animated because the the cutscenes, i mean they're freaking amazing the cutscenes are awesome all right john your turn what game would you bring and how would you bring it oh my god um um oh you know what i just gotta give an honorable mention to a video game movie that I just now thought of Max Payne was that was good and to go back Mark Wahlberg did an amazing job oh shit did did John Um, freeze John did I freeze too you froze too (laughs) for a second like "Eh." I look over (laughs) John's just anywho um, yeah I think Max Payne would be another good If they were to take it and make it into a, I don't know. Actually, no, never mind. Just that was honorable mention. So I would say, I would have to say, going back to PlayStation 2, uh, Jack and Daxter was one of my favorite games. The Jack and Daxter trilogy was awesome. It was fun. It was funny, beautiful scenery. just very original i think that would do good if they brought it back and made it into i think it'd be better to to put it into a series like netflix prime video whatever i think it i think it'd kick ass that game have you ever played jack and dexter yeah either of you guys i i used to love jack and dexter when i was younger especially i think it was the second one where it got more edgier it did. The first one was like really light and you know, I mean there was action in it. There was there was some serious parts in it, but but the second one, like, like two Jack two got, got like real a whole gritty, dark. like it got dark. Yeah, like yeah, he, he had, had a, a dark another... persona and all that. Exactly. And like there was more violence. The yeah. map structures went from like the nice happy-go-lucky stuff to like these people are dying because everything is just so fucked. Yeah, and and three was like post-apocalyptic, you know. Yeah. It was you could I don't know if you could do it in two, but in three you could hijack cars. I mean, there was like a whole police force, like an armored police force 
trying to bring you in, trying to bring in the, uh, you know, it was like a rebellion that he was working with and a whole police force that they were using them as test subjects somehow. I can't exactly remember. It's been so long. But I think that if they brought that back and made it into a TV show or a movie, I think it would succeed. And I think it would do very well in either platform. So, yeah. And of course, I got to say, make a damn God of War movie already. Okay, please just do it. Just do it. All right. Who doesn't love Greek mythology and seeing people hack and slash to death with freaking blades on chains? You know, come on now. <laughs> All right. So to touch subject on if I were to make a video game adaptation movie and how would I make it? Obviously, you guys know I'm going to say Resident Evil because when we all three went to see Welcome to Raccoon City, I was very, very opinionated on my viewpoint for that movie. And um, the way I'd want to do it is let's take all the games, break them down. The first movie would be a adaptation of Resident Evil 0 and 1. And then this, like a sequel would be 2 and 3. A sequel to that would be Code Veronica, just by itself, then four, and so on, so on. But the way I'd want to do it is, David, yes, yes, David, you're distracting me with your fucking zoom in on your eye. I see you too, buddy. I see you too. But the way I would want to do I'm not even going to look at you guys while I explain this, because I'm going to get too fucking distracted. But the way I would want to do it is you start off with like the everybody at the Raccoon City Police Department. They're going to investigate Billy Cohen's escape. Rebecca finds the train. And like in between like the events of Zero, the parts that you would take and pull out for the movie, because obviously you're not going to want to add every little last detail. You'd want to focus on the BOWs because I feel like over zombies, Resident Evil is about the bioorganic weapons. So like the giant scorpion or the giant centipede <laughs> from Zero. That damn scorpion. <laughs> no, I, I knew what you meant by B.O.W. I would want the zombies to be a more minor point. <laughs> but he said for the, first, <laughs> for the first half of the film, I'd want it to focus on Resident Evil Zero. But for it to cut and flash to back to the Raccoon City Police Department with Wester. And his plotting with William Birkin and everything and him having to plan to go to the mansion for the mansion incident and all that. And then the second half of the video is them looking for Bravo team and Rebecca's squad and they get chased into the mansion. Rebecca at the end, or well, I don't want to spoil the game, but Rebecca who finds herself to the mansion, you know, reunites with Chris, Jill, Wesker and Barry. And the whole movie to just focus on them and kind of make Rebecca the main character and have it focus on like the first half, just Rebecca and Billy, the second half, Rebecca and Chris, but also flash to the side with Jill and Barry and then show some of the more shadier sides of what Wesker's doing, but not fully paint him as the, the bad guy. Like you can see that he's pulling strings and he is the bad guy, but not have it be so blatantly obvious as it was in Welcome to Raccoon City 
where when, as soon as they got to the mansion, he was like, fuck all y'all, I'm going to do this. And he went off and did everything. But you can leave in the Easter eggs to everything, like the itchy tasty being found in a research note. Um, you could add in the actual, like the main bosses people remember. So from like zero, the scorpion in the beginning, and then the original tyrant that Rebecca and Billy fight along with the leech monsters in Resident Evil 1. It could focus on Yawn in the beginning, kind of transition to Black Tiger and Lisa Trevor to the conclusion of the film is everybody is confronting Wesker. Wesker does this big plot to like admit he's the bad guy. And then just in game fashion, he gets taken out by the original Zero One Tyrant that everybody has to come together and fight because the tyrant in the original game was just like Nemesis or Mr. X. He was a walking behemoth. So if I were to do one, that's how I would want to do it. Hmm. Can I ask you something, though? Yes. I, I want to hear a game that they don't have 20 and movies. I, oh, okay. <laughs> and I want to hear... What game, think, what game would you like to see in a show or movie adaptation that has not been done yet whatsoever? Alan Wake. Oh, damn. I've been playing yeah. a lot of Alan Wake lately. And yes, there is live action cut and tie in pieces. It, but it's not a, it's not actually like a movie or a TV series. No, so yeah, you but I think I think it would make an amazing movie that. Or Shinji Mikami's Evil Within would make an amazing horror film. Oh, yeah. It would be a psychological thriller that I would pay mucho dinero to go see. Yeah. I was going to say Fallout, but I'm pretty sure it was already confirmed that Paramount Plus is doing a Fallout TV show. What the shit? For real? Yep. Yeah, they're doing one. What? That's cool. Video game adaptations are seeing a really huge rise as of right now. They're coming back, dude. They're coming back. Detective Pikachu started it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, um, probably. Going off of other games, so obviously Kingdom Hearts, great idea for me. Uh, I'm really, you know, self high five on that one. Um, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Good job. Red Dead Redemption, um, having its own kind of thing. Yeah, Henry that Cavill one, mentioned that he wanted to do an adaptation. Yeah, well, we could do. Um, episodic on that one. And honestly, yeah, Netflix, dude. I mean, <laughs> you just you stick the guy in the wilderness, and you'd be going through all these strangers and freaks kind of thing. You know, weird things. Um. Uh, Fallout. Yeah, they they have the Paramount Plus. Uh, I had another one that was all the tip of my tongue. Then, oh, yes. Go ahead. I think a really good idea for a Red Dead Redemption adaptation would be taking the setting of Red Dead Redemption 2 and pull it back a little bit further to see the more beginning beginnings of the Vanderlyn gang. So it's a younger Arthur Morgan and everything's kind of fresh and have it to where John Marson just joined the game gang or something. Like set way back. Yeah, because Red Dead Revolver and have have the show. Red Dead Revolver does not correlate with the Redemptions. 
It doesn't? And so it wasn't no. John Marsden? No. No. Um, in no, Red Dead Revolver, Red. yeah, you played a guy named Red. Really? See, it's been so long since I've played the original that I do not remember the story. I believe it's in the same world, but it is not the same characters. And I don't know if they actually intermingle or if there's any sort of cross. A lot of what I've read about it, because before I did my Red Dead Redemption playthrough on YouTube, I looked it up to see if I needed to play Red Dead Revolver first. And they say that they exist outside of each other. Like they, there's two separate stories, but a lot of people believe that uncle is red. Like Red Dead Revolver. Is that a reference to Red Dead 2? Uh, well, I mean, uh, uncle, is, uncle is in Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, but in 2 mainly, uncle brings up a lot of stuff that happened in Red Dead Revolver. Shit, it was a long and time. You don't, you do not, it? you do not get any other information on Uncle's name, other than that it's Uncle. Huh. So it, it's a fan theory that Uncle is Red Barlow. That's pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, that's not possible because Red Dead Again. Revolver takes place in 1860, 1870. Uncle is freaking old, and Red Dead Redemption 2, which is the earliest Red Dead Redemption yeah. 1, takes place in 1880. So is that uh, the- He is mentioned in Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, because Red is a character you could play as in the multiplayer for Red Dead Redemption 1. Oh, wow. Right, but uh, they're saying that he's actually referenced um, elsewhere. Hmm. I'm checking right now. Back check that shit. I gotta, I gotta say something that just popped in my head. Um, because it was, I know it was never greenlit, but it was uh, in the, in the cipher for many years, a Legend of Zelda movie. I think. Yeah, I, I remember hearing rumors that they. <clears throat> I think that as a live action movie would be badass i mean i think they should i think they should take legend of zelda and and make it dark and gritty and just you know not like not like everybody imagines zelda to be you know yeah did i talk to you about this a few days ago where i was saying that i think the batman arkham games would make a very good dc animated film yeah yeah i i I agree with that too i think dc animation which in all honesty the dc films do better animated anyways arc the arkham collection would do really good is that yeah it would all right so yeah oh go ahead and finish your thought and then uh and you could go even to as far as because i mean the voice actors for the games were the iconic characters who voiced them for years apart from Arkham Origins, where Roger Craig Smith voiced uh, the younger Batman and Troy Baker voiced the younger Joker. But I think even now, uh, Troy Baker voices the Joker in a lot of DC animated films now, too. Like, he did a Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham, and he's done um, Injustice. 
he is the voice of the injustice joker if i'm not mistaken yeah you know who i just found out who does the joker on harley quinn and he's also clayface and quite a few other characters on that show is alan tudyk 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 oh so every season more name. than one dick or alan two dicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way google that everybody alan two dicks don't google everybody alan please ignore that. don't google alan two dicks if you want to yeah. google anything please remember that you can always google nerdgasm goodfellas go to our youtube channel give us a subscribe and a like and you can find all the information that you would love to find out about all of us and our merch as rune is trying to show off the merch this we have merch our now. merch this okay. ain't our merch this is my merch is right after this is you all for me two dicks <laughs> right after you google two kids in a sandbox uh, make sure so, you come over here. real quick <laughs> yeah rockstar has confirmed that red dead revolver and red dead redemption are two different canons they are two different universes so there is no crossover there the but they mention each other probably as an easter egg for fans no apparently not well you're just Uh, feeding us all a bunch of different information how are you david apparently i don't know you know what fact checking is a way to keep people confused and in the dark (laughs) (laughs) i'll get back to you on that one j dog i'm going to research your comments and see if they're true okay well at this point in the podcast, I would like to bring in final thoughts. Anything else either of you two would like to add about video game adaptations? Maybe some you should recommend to our viewers or listeners to watch themselves. All right. Well, um, there is a list of games that should never have a video game or a movie adaptation because they probably just wouldn't work. And you don't want them to taint the uh, gloriness of the games. What games would you think would do that? So I love the Ace Combat series. It's actually the inspiration behind my gamertag. But I feel like though doable, they probably won't be that good of a uh, movie adaptation. Um, As good as you're going to get with that is Top Gun. Yeah, the closest would be probably that's as close as you're gonna get to Ace Combat game. Oh, Top Gun was a good movie, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a new one coming out and it looks pretty badass, got a good cast. And I heard that Val Kilmer is gonna be in it, so I'm I'm excited to see him in that. All right, John, any final thoughts for you? No, no, (laughs) nothing much going on up here right now, huh? Well, shit. Besides games that that you know, like um, yeah, what what boss boss said. Um, let's see, games that should not get any sort of adaptation. Mario Kart. Let me <laughs> come on, man. Mario Kart would be great. You get Vin Diesel as Mario. No, it would be badass. Luigi. You know, it would be badass as if in the new movie. They all hopped into carts for like a really quick scene and had like a Mario Kart race off or some shit. 
Like if they brought it into the new animated movie somehow, that would be pretty bad. Tyrese Gibson throws a banana peel out onto the street. Jectocito, cuz family. Blam. It's for family. (laughs) It's for family. You don't mess with family. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, Let me think. Yeah, go ahead. While 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 John thinks, my final thoughts would go back to um back to some video game adaptations that i think were good i really hope that silent hills movie will get its third in the franchise because it's been rumored that they're gonna do a third and it's just hasn't seen the light of day yet i would really love an end to that trilogy um hitman i feel like the only out of the two hitman films the first one was the best you can't name a movie hitman agent 47 and not focus on Agent 47. He wasn't even the main plot line of the story. Still haven't seen that one. I like it. It's good. Rupert Fiend did a really good job at playing 47, but it just bugged me that they took the Absolution storyline and kind of just ran left field with it and made it focus more on the girl. The action for it was beautiful, but it just doesn't hold the torch to Timothy Olympus which added a lot of really good concepts from the games into its movie, including the hotel scene where he fucking zip lines through a hotel window into the floor below him. And when he bursts through the window, he looks over at these kids playing Hitman. Huh. Oh, and then yeah. he, just, he just smiles and walks out of the hotel room like a boss. All right. Best scene. But, um, you know, I hope video game adaptations aren't going to be a dying breed. I would love to see more horror-oriented ones, like the first Doom. As David pointed out, a lot of people said it flopped. It's not the best video game adaptation, in my opinion. It has a really good cast with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And um, I keep wanting to call him Gerald Bootler, but it's not him. It's the dude from The Boys, and I'm spacing his name right now. Carl Urban. Had a very young Carl Urban, and it would have been great if they would have focused on the fact that Doom is about demons, not zombies. And I feel like the original Doom focused on that zombie aspect of it all. Yeah, it's like someone watched Resident Evil and like, oh, let's make a Doom movie, and then just kind of like mashed Resident Evil. That's exactly how I felt, and I even watched it last night, and that's still (laughs) how I feel. The movie's great. I started watching uh, the new one. And on Netflix, I'm not sure how new it is, but it's still kind of the same damn thing. Just a bunch of zombie-like creatures. Like, but yeah, don't get me wrong. The scene in where The Rock gets the BFG and he does that, <laughs> oh yeah. Or the fact that they literally first did person. the first person scene the first of person. the games. The and they had, they had the entire scene play out like the game, like his shooting was on par with the animations for it all and the way the zombie demons popped out was perfect. Yeah. But I mean, I would love to see like a Dead Space movie, like a live action Dead Space, like blend what made Aliens good and what makes that game good. But um, with that being said, we are definitely at our time frame for this podcast. Anybody want to do some final kiss assing for points? Anybody? Anybody want to do some final kiss assing? No. Rune, your bald head is shining gloriously tonight. Shining bright like a diamond, baby. John, are, John, are you sure you don't want to try to kiss ass for points? Absolutely. 
Okay. Uh, let me just tally up all these points here. Well, While you're doing that, I have one last thing to uh, kiss up to. Rune, your yeah. sweatshirt is glorious. Oh. Where can somebody oh. potentially get oh. that sweatshirt? Oh, you're talking about my... <laughs> because all we have seen is the gray top of the sweatshirt the whole thing. I love the fact By that... By the way, your E yeah. is... It's oh, a I green gotta, screen. I gotta look at this. Okay, so we got that nice <laughs> Nerdgasmic Goodfellas logo going down the sleeve. But, oh yeah, my name on it. Look at that. All see-through. Uh, so this sweater was made for me by a co-worker and friend, Selena. So I can't massively produce these or even slightly produce these. Um, John, David, you both will be getting your own version of these that I'm paying for. John, we have to design a logo for you. David, we have to redesign your logo. But all of us will have respected shirts because I have plans in the future for uh, oh, us oh. having our own merch. But um, that being said, since John, uh, you tempted fate and made a deal with the devil in the pale moonlight. Uh, your can, points... can I can I say no, no. can I say one thing though? <laughs> so you're going for the... a final kiss ass? Well no, well, no, but I was gonna say a game that should never be made into any type of show. Laser suit, Larry. Oh my god! <laughs> you really said that, dude. I was just going to say leisure suit, Larry, bro. Get out of my head. Okay. Honestly, though, Hold like, on. I got to be a pretty points. good show. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe like an like, Adult Swim kind of uh, show. That'd be funny if they've already done that. <laughs> uh, what, what's that? It's called one? BoJack Horseman. No. <laughs> All right. So, John, because, again, you uh, you tempted me and you had all your points wiped. You had three points, went to zero points. And Wait, now you, you really got wiped my points. damn points? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? John, you have a total of four points. Kiss my ass. David, <laughs> you are the winner of this podcast with seven points. John, you can do the math. You have four points now and you Dude, lost I really three. don't like what I'm hearing right now. So it sounded like someone just knocked on my garage door, dude. And I'm about ready to grab my fucking katana and <laughs> go out there and go ninja guiding on their ass. Yeah. Because I live out in the middle of nowhere. Just let's just say that. And it sounded like someone just knocked on my garage door. So, David, I grab you my are the winner right of this podcast. Congratulations. Yeah. Would you like to do a victory speech? Or a victory dance? Uh, well, I'm not going to do a victory dance. Uh, yeah, as for my victory speech, shuffle. I would Come like on. to thank my wonderful opponent, J-Dog, for uh, being so supportive and allowing his points to be wiped. Thus securing my victory. You guys would have tied it like it was. Oh no, no, I'm aware. aware. Uh I would also like to thank the amazing Rune Eldred, who is attempting to flip me off while I'm not you, John. 
Oh, that you, John. Anyway, I'd like to thank the amazing Rune Eldred for being such a gracious host, for taking time out of his busy schedule to uh, actually record the podcast. To force so everybody you. here to do the podcast. Yeah, okay, so you missed this part. I was in such a rush to film this episode of the podcast that I decided to take my quiz that was due at midnight without any of my notes and without studying. I got an eight out of 18. I have a C in my class now. I feel that the quiz that was due this morning that I did last night, I thought I had multiple attempts at it. So after my first attempt, which I misinterpreted I thought we were only supposed to read chapter one, but it was, we were supposed to read the entire book. And so I got a 24 out of 45. And I was like, oh, shit. So I, re I read the, the rest of the book, which took me a lot of time. And I went to go retake the quiz. And it was like, yeah, no, you only got the one attempt at it. I'm like, yeah. so you mean to tell me I got a 53% on my, my quiz <laughs> by accident because I didn't realize it was more than chapter one? It's like, yeah. Anyway, so I gotta ask, what um, what's the next podcast gonna be, man? You're the well, I, you know, I was, I was getting there. Question. I'm getting there. Give me a well, second. Excuse yes. me. I'd like to yes. thank my sponsors. Boss, boss, Can I thank my sponsors really Josh, quick? Shut the fuck up. You like to thank my sponsors, sponsor. Coca Cola and Jack Daniels, for supporting me and my um. <laughs> <laughs> all right i know i know what the next topic is if you'll let me say it real quick bro you ready the next topic of the podcast will be uh j dog cannot win this one <laughs> so even though boss foss won this episode of the podcast the next episode for the drinking corner is going to be a special episode because it releases coincidentally on Valentine's Day. So we're going to be having just a friendly, non-competitive discussion that is going to be Valentine's Day related. After that episode, Boss Foss will be ringing in his episode, which we are not going to disclose what it will be about right now. Instead, I'm going to give the outro in which I'm going to be mentioning a few things. You could find a Reddit page, r slash the drinking corner, in which you will be able to see us discussing things. I will be posting to it about topics and upcoming things, as well as you guys could communicate with us there. This is the first time I'm announcing it to any of my co-hosts. So that explains David's face for those who are watching through the vidcast, as well as a Discord page for the Drinking Corner as well. All of this will be linked in the Nerdgasmic Goodfellas description on our YouTube channel. You can find us on any of your podcast streaming apps, mainly Spotify, iTunes, Whoop. and Google Podcasts. You can, again, find us on YouTube at the Nerdgasmic Goodfellas. You can find my YouTube content under Rune Eldred. That is R-Y-U-N-N space E-L-D-R-E-D. You can find Boss Foss accompanying me in a bunch of those videos, as well as J-Dog. Unfortunately, J-Dog does not have his own YouTube channel. Yes. Not yet. Boss Foss, 
you have a YouTube channel with like one video on it that's <laughs> Battlefield. I'm not gonna leak that, but you know, I heavily suggest you should probably start on live streaming, whether it's for yourself or the group channel. We will be having Let's Plays like channel, coming yeah. in this upcoming week or already out, as in we have tie-ins to State of Decay and Dead by Daylight. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We hope you enjoy the content that will be coming as we further to try to make these podcasts better in both video, audio quality, and in terms of our topics. Thank you guys so much for viewing or listening. Big thank you to J-Dog and the Boss Foss for joining me in this episode. We will see and speak to you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Don't text and drive.